In 2021, Talk About It Outdoors partnered with an industry-leading brand that has stamped its name on the outdoor industry. Cruiser Saddles in itself stands on perfection, and with every climb we make, we elevate ourselves above the rest. In addition to a support to our hunting journey, the men and women behind Cruiser believe in the same principles of life as us. Faith, family, and the blessings of being better as they go in every sit. If your desire to pursue your passions one step ahead of the rest, go ahead and get in the best. Check them out on all the socials or head over to their website at www.cruiser.com. That's C-R-U-Z-R.com. And tell them to talk about it outdoors, boys, and Chasing Weekends sent you their way. The journey of life has a unique way of being able to create tried and true friendships as we go. In forming those relationships, oftentimes good things come to follow. Talk About It Outdoors is proudly supported by Cal Hardy of Arrowhead Land Company. Cal is the leading broker over Georgia and is happy to assist you with finding the place where you can call home. With vast knowledge and an understanding of the ever-evolving real estate market and a unique old-school approach to everything he does, he exemplifies what it means to treat others like you'd want to be treated. Don't settle for being just another number in a phone. Choose Cal Hardy for all your land, home, and commercial real estate needs and become a part of his family. We sure are blessed to have him as a part of ours. Find him on Facebook, Instagram, or give him a call at 770-296-2163. Step back to the times when a feed store was more than just that, and the people inside smiled with friendly faces and provided a place for a talk on life, as well as all your essential farm, livestock, and pet needs. Cherokee Feed and Seed located in Ball Ground, Georgia, with an additional location in Gainesville, are the hometown supplier of all your cattle, equine, and pet needs, with the added addition of being able to keep your deer herd healthy with protein and minerals. They also carry an assortment of hunting blinds and gear, and you can rest easy knowing the people that support local ball clubs and children's sports are who your hard-earned money is going to. The people here greet you with a handshake and a smile, and Cherokee Feed and Seed give more than just a product. They give you a welcome that'll make you return time and time again. Stop in next time you're in the area and tell them you're part of the Talk About It Outdoors family. A few years back, when an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their work out on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Building the foundation of your life starts at the base, and the stronger it is, the better. 
Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete and Paving and the foundation of support they provide. Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of beating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first. Everybody talk about it outdoors live in the Wilson studio. Nick, Alex, and Cody. Man, we've got a fun one for y'all tonight. The turkey hammer himself, Nicholas. By God, Wilson has done drop the boom on a Jake. Was it a Jake? No, it was a big old long spurred Georgia public land gobbler. It's going to be a fun one. Y'all pull up the chair and sit a while. We got all kinds of fun stuff to talk about. Well, Dave Payne said it best, son. He's a living legend. He can't go into turkey season without knocking down at least one. He's been thumping. He's been hammering what he was filming. It was just a fun, exciting time to be had by all. Except for old Alex. He was working while y'all was doing that. But, hey, I'm proud of you, boys. Appreciate Got it, it done. Got it done. Was it a Jake? It looks like a Jake with his beard. Beard mites got him. That's beard. what Dave said, Dave Owens. Yep. Judge, uh, judges, don't judge the book by the cover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you know he had a short beard when you shot him? Oh, no, I didn't you care. just saw didn't his laugh. head. Yep, just seen his head. That was it. That's all I needed. We knew by the way he was gobbling, he wasn't no Jake. Can you tell the big difference in their gobbling? You could on that one. Yeah, on that one. Have you ever killed a bird thinking he was gobbling like weak and thought he was going to be a, a, a Jake or thought he was going to be younger and it actually be an older bird? I kill, I've only killed one Jake, um, and it was just a split-second decision. Um, Redhead, boom. <laughs> come over my shoulder, yeah. I just spun around and shot him. But um, probably still would have shot him. I was in Alabama. But, no, nah, I mean, most of the time you can tell the difference. Or if you see him coming, I wouldn't shoot one. We got, we got on some the other day, and Red asked me, he said, you going to shoot a Jake if it comes up? I said, nah, I ain't going to mess with one. I said, you can shoot one if you want to. You and Jay went hunting. Yeah, he he got out because uh, somebody backed out on us. Yeah, I laid up, yeah. went went and having a hound, fourteen times, seventeen nine and a half, five fourteen. That was fun. That was a good experience for a while. Just go run the auction. That was that was fun. Are I you, didn't get. To are auction. you a licensed auctioneer now? No, no, I wouldn't. Probably wouldn't pursue that. I don't know that I could keep. I've actually watched YouTube videos on how to do that auction. Yeah. And man, I tell you what, it takes a lot of practice. One dollar high, two dollar high, three dollar <laughs> high, four, and you got to make that cadence go. And you got to practice, practice, practice. But no, shout out to Kyle Waters up there. Him and Zachary. Brothers got different auctions, and I had a I had a really fun Saturday. Went up and worked with Kyle, called some bids for him, and I'll tell you, I may have found me a new hobby to to go and do and make me a little money and buy some buy some stuff for sure. So, Cody, uh, turkey season's spinning right on down the pipe for you, and you ain't had nothing happen yet. What was that excuse you gave me earlier? You was having to drag everybody else along. I I didn't say I was dragging everybody else along, but I just been going with other people. So, I you know I took some people then been with you several times trying to get you on one to no avail and it's not an excuse that's what i wanted to do for that button work work wow but um 
No, I've been a couple. I've been a couple times by myself. Just no luck, um, like everybody else, or a lot of people in Georgia. It's just been tough. So, but I got to go, Nick. That was the first time Nick and I had ever been in Turkey Woods together. Great so, thing. Second. Yeah, it was the second. So it was the second. We did took that youth. Yeah, youth. Season. Yeah, but the first time we and him and ever went together by ourselves. So it was, it was awesome. It was an eventful morning. <laughs> yes, very eventful. Do you uh, do you think that this has been the hardest year you've seen? No, I, no. Me and Blaine were talking about this earlier, and I was like, we we're talking about you know birds not gobbling, and they're not you know they kind of hush up when they hit the ground. And I said, you know, I got thinking about it, and it's it's. I probably heard less birds in certain places, but certain places I've heard still heard birds. You know, mm-hmm. and it's been a great year for me. I've I've knock on wood. Yesterday morning was the only time that I've been in the woods. Well, other than that youth weekend, that I've not heard a bird. So to say it's down, it's hard to say. You know, um, I don't think I don't think they're gobbling like they have before. But you know, we've had some cold days. We've had some. Most of our weekends have been pretty chilly. Um, my God, it ain't going to be this weekend, but I think after, you know, after this past weekend, which was Easter weekend, um, I think it's just going to get better up until the end of season. How many weeks left? Well, from Easter weekend, it's what, uh, four, four weekends, four weeks, four, week, four, weeks four weekends. Left. Yeah. So we got, we got four left. Wow. Cause this will drop out after Easter a good bit. I think. No, this is going to drop. Are you going to drop it early? Yeah, okay. yeah. Because I want everybody to be able to hear what's been going on in the turkey woods and everything. So, but I think, I mean, I think that don't get me wrong. I think you go to certain spots, just like Dave said. You go to certain spots; those birds are going to be down. And you go to another spot; birds are going to be they may be multiplied. Um, but then again, choose wisely. You know, if you got, you know, one bird in a big area, maybe hold off before you kill him. Wait till the end of season. Do you think that? seeing all these birds hinned up the way they have been. I, I know Cody and I have been three times, and every time a hen was with those, those that gobbler that was gobbling. And uh, do you think that will help pushing the season back a little bit to get more hens bred and not killing them those first two weeks like prior years? I do. I mean, I think – I mean, I I, I'm not a turkey hunter, so I'm asking that question like a non-turkey hunter. I, I, I really do think it's going to be helpful. Um do I miss not hunting earlier? Yeah. yeah. But I do think it is, is going to be very helpful. I think it's going to let those hens get bred. Um, again, uh, a hard-hammering turkey that's going to come in to a call is going to get killed either way. So, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's hard to say, man. I don't, I don't – I feel like we – sometimes – even another day when we had Dave on, I feel like sometimes we ask questions that we try to feel like we're in a biologist's shoes. Right. But we're not. We just know what we know when we go out there. I don't see hardly any hens or hear many. So there could be just a bigger problem with hens as there is gobblers. Me and Cody have been fighting a whole mean old hen over there. Well, don't give me wrong. It's been mean, son. I'm talking about coming to a fight every time it hears a call. Yeah, we, we was talking about that too. I think those hens like to stay in their territory. They like to claim it, you know. And, and when they feel like there's somebody else in there, you know, because just like chickens, there's a pecking order. Mm-hmm. They don't want mm-hmm. somebody in there in their pecking order. And – um. I think they get very upset and get very aggressive and get out of here. Well, and I can tell you this, the, I've had a lot of fun going what little bit I've went this year, and it's it's been something that I've enjoyed doing and learning. I, I'll be honest with you, this is probably the first year I've actually took the time to, to listen to you and to Cody and to anybody we've had on the show and kind of develop my own mindset on how this turkey hunting thing goes and 
the one thing that we keep hearing the common theme on is patience. And I'm not a very patient person when it comes to anything, probably besides deer hunting. And I think when, from what I've seen this year, even if you did have patience, it wouldn't have paid off per se because those both birds just ain't coming. I mean, they're with a hen. They've got the life thing there, but it's I probably could have sat there for three or four hours and caught him when he was going back to bed or whatever it could have been. You and I talked about I've got a food plot, and those birds were coming to that food plot. They're rest, or, or roosting right near it. I could have went over and killed one, but – I'll just be honest with you. I don't think that's for me. I don't think that would be as much fun. I mean, I ain't, I don't just like shoot something. Yeah. Now, deer, I love to kill a deer. Don't get me wrong, but just going over and ambushing one. I mean, nothing wrong with it. if anybody does that. You know, I, I think it would be awesome to take one of the kids over there and put them in a blind. Hey, there's a turkey. You know, are you call, are you calling people out? Uh, no, no, <laughs> I ain't calling nobody out. Let's not. Let's get this straight right Whoa. here. I will, if you think I'm calling somebody out and I won't do it, I'll go over and shoot one tomorrow. I'll go over and set in that blind and do it. He's calling people out. Y'all don't hunt after lunch. That, <laughs> that rule will be changed in Georgia next year. No more. legislation. I've got such a voice in this world that they're going to change the legislation for me. But I just, I mean, I. I I thought it was a lot of fun going and getting to listen to the calls and everything. And you know. I, I, I wish I could have went with you, buddy. But I know, we didn't get to didn't go. Get but to I go. tell you what, you by you backing out, I was able to find another place. Really? Yeah, that I hadn't hunted. Well, that's awesome. And and should have had it. Should have had birds down. Um, just didn't work out for us. But yeah, thanks for not going. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for thanks for not giving me a hard time about it because I really felt bad at 12:30 when I sent you a text message. I was I ain't going turkey hunting in the morning. Now if it was something I wanted to do, I'm gonna be honest with you, I probably would have went. But yeah. I just I didn't I didn't have a desire to go. It was Easter. I just I said I ain't going turkey hunting in the morning. I'm yeah. going. Yeah. Text you back saying, "Hey, let's go coyote hunting," and then just tricked you. Got you in the truck. <laughs> just, drag, yeah. drag him over there. Got you. <laughs> gotcha. No, I th- I think. Uh, I, I, I dare cast no stones on anybody, however they want to turkey hunt. I don't, um, I don't care I've, how you hunt. Like we've said it all along, legal. and uh, I've ambushed them. Um, you've reaped them. I've reaped them. <laughs> um, crawled them. Anything you want to do, I've basically done it. Um, I ain't shot one off the tree limb. No, I ain't never no. done that. And uh, I ain't never... Uh, I never shot one out of the truck. <laughs> um, Why are you laughing so about that? <laughs> I've heard stories of people doing that. Yeah, and, me too. You know, I've heard several. <laughs> but, no, nah, I mean, I ain't going to cast no stones. And I know there's a lot of, you know, we might as well get into it. Um, there's a lot of controversy going around. A bunch. Turkey hunting. And there's a lot of people bashing one another for the way they want to hunt. And me and you had this conversation upstairs the other day. Hunt how you want to. It well, doesn't matter. And and I asked the question because being And in, I'll give you my answer to again. It, I know, and that's why I wanna I wanna ask it. Why is it so bad in, in some people's mind to reap a turkey? And and that was the question that was proposed because I'd saw, you know, Waddell and the argument he was having with folks and folks bashing him and everything else and I've heard, you know, Dave talk about his theory on it and his mindset on it. And um, I, I don't, we don't necessarily have to go into the details of it because, um, frankly, I don't care how you do it. If you want to hunt, hunt. But why is that so bad in, in your mind to, for, why do people perceive that as bad? I, I think, so I, I've, 
I've killed several turkeys and seen several turkeys die behind a fan. Just a fan, not a not a gobbler decoy, just a real eastern turkey fan. Hold it up backwards. Those turkeys see it. They just basically forget anything else that's going on. Turkeys are a lot like men. You take them to a bar, have a few drinks. They'd rather go fight as they had to go home with a girl. Yeah. And that's the way turkeys are. And they're just like us. And when you get out there, they could be with 16 hens, and you flop that fan up there, unless he's seen you, probably nine out of ten times, he's going to come your way as fast and as hard as he can, and you're going to shoot him. And is that fun? Hell yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fun to, to work field birds or anything like that. And I'm not saying don't do it because I may retract that statement and I may do it again. But I put my fan down, and I gave them all away last year, threw them all in the trash, whatever, gave them somebody. But I, I was just, you know, just from watching Dave and hunting, and he even said it on a podcast that he took a turkey that he killed that got wet. He was going to mount it or something, end up mounting it, using that as a decoy. Yeah. And before then, we were talking, and it was just – and I know we're going a little deeper than you wanted me to. Probably, no, no, but, it's exactly where I wanted you to go. But just to see those turkeys do what they do, and and we're out there for more than a, more than just showing it to them and getting them in here. I think there's more ways to hunt a bird. I think you need to know how to hunt those birds before you go to reaping those birds. Like know what those birds are doing, know why they're going to that certain place, or know how they're calling, or listening to them, how they how they're doing. If if you don't have time for that, by all means, get a fan. Don't don't learn the woods. Don't learn to call. If that's how you want to hunt, that's how you hunt. I'm not judging nobody. I'm just telling you what I don't want to do anymore because I've seen it make birds turn dumb. And over this past year, me calling in that competition last year where I got embarrassed, I wanted made I wanted myself to be be a better caller, and I wanted to try harder. I wanted to learn that bird, learn where he lived. No different than a guy that wants to go kill a 200 inch deer. He wants to run every camera on every ridge and figure out where that deer's coming from and get in there and hunt it. And that's what I want to do. I want to learn the lay of the land. I want to get in there and figure that bird out. Yes, are we using high-tech mouth calls and slate calls and box calls and whatever else, trumpets, whatever else, and are we using 20 gauges with TSS and tight chokes and red dots? Yes. But again, to to back up what Davis said, it's more about the ethical shot on the gun side. We're taking better shots with better equipment. We're still not going to extend that range to, you know, people think TSS is going to argue that and think, well, I'm shooting one at 80 yards. I'm not shooting one at 80 yards. Did I make it? I first, one of the first statements I told Cody the other day when I shot that bird, I shot that bird a little bit too far, but when he stuck his head up, that was it. <laughs> Game over. And mm-hmm. it was, it was it. I knew it was either now or never. Um, and that's just knowing the birds. I mean, I, I think that that's a, that's a good lesson. Knowing that bird, knowing if you can take that bird in or not. Um, but you upped your equipment to be able to do that, you know, and, and we'll get into that, that turkey hunt momentarily, but you, you compared a lot of narratives there to reaping turkeys to, you, if you're going to dedicate yourself to a craft, I don't care what it is. You need to perfect that craft to the utmost of your abilities. The easiest way to kill a turkey is reaping it. No question about it. Whether you're in the timber, you're in a field, wherever you're at, the easiest way to do that, you don't have to pick up a call. Yeah. Essentially, right? Am I am I right on that? Yeah, yeah, but you got. So I don't want people to take that and be like, "Oh, can I really can I really take a fan out there and just kill a bird?" 
No, you can't just take a fan out there and the bird's sitting out there in front of you 60 yards hung up and you just flip that fan open. He's going to be like, well, so that ain't right. You got to be, you got to do it the right way. You know, right, right. you got to crawl up and you got to not let him see you. And, and you, you know, it ain't just as easy as just being like, oh, I put my B mobile up with my real fan on it. Boom, he's dead. Right. It's not that easy. And, and I know people's going to be like, well, you're just doing that because Dave don't do it. Well, it probably so. But you know what? The, the same person that's watching Dave hunt or the same person that's watching hunting public hunt or the same person that's watching Waddell hunt, they're learning something by watching them. Or something triggers their mind, just like listening to this podcast, that they're like, you know what? I want to do that. Yeah. Or I don't want to do that. That's right. And and that's that's where, you know, I decided that I didn't I didn't want to do it. That's no the more. beauty of it though. Yeah. That is that mm-hmm. is the absolute beauty of the situation. You don't have to do what Alex does. You don't no. have to do what Nick does. I don't care if you're doing it legally, ethically, and doing it to better the sport. I don't necessarily think shooting a 16-gauge with paper shells is the best way to kill a turkey. But we were just on the on the phone with a guy the other day, uh, Jebs, that was talking about he was shooting a 16-gauge with paper shells just because he wanted to, you know. And mm-hmm. I think that's a, a mindset that people get into that what you hear any of the people in the hunting community say is the gospel. It's not. I don't care. what. It, there's no right or wrong way to do something. But your opinion on it matters to you, and you should stick by what you say as your principle. If that's what you want to do, great. Just like you said, I may pick that fan back up. You may eat those words. That's fine because it's an ethical, legal way to get that bird to you. It's just not what Nick wants to do. And that's that's offering your opinion on it, and that's why I wanted you to say that because ultimately that's what matters. I mean, your opinion matters to you more than anybody else. I've made this statement on the podcast before and, and probably just in general around people, but I don't want the fan or the or the decoys or anything like that to ever be illegal for especially for the state of Georgia for the people that we know. Yeah. Um sometimes with handicapped people you have to use those means. And I don't want that to be taken away for people like that. Yeah. And so I would never say I want this banded right so again somebody could call me after they they hear this podcast and they could argue with me and i would probably lose the argument Mm -hmm. because somebody if they want to argue and it's probably going to educate themselves on why i'm wrong that reaping is better oh so anything you you do i mean there's somebody out there that probably argues that steel shot still better than ts (laughs) well they're they're gonna argue why i shoot nines why i shoot rogues why i shoot jazz why i shoot you know we go on down and down that path. You Rabbit know? holes. But if you if if you don't want to do it, don't do it. If you want to do it, do it. I mean, simple as that. Well, I'm going to spin it around and ask Cody because I don't think he's turkey hunting quite as much as you have. Have you ever reaped a turkey? Yeah, I, re- I reaped one um, one time, actually not, not far from here, over behind um, a buddy of ours' house. And like – like Nick had said, we had got to the field and they were already in the field and the, at the other end with the hens already. And we had a, um, one of those big umbrella fans and just got behind it and crawled, crawled within about 60, 70 yards of them. And then they finally just broke and just come walking across the field. And then one started running in. It got about 20 yards and I shot it. We never touched. <laughs> Boy, I bet that was fun to watch. I mean, it's it's a oh, bla- yeah. it's a blast to do. I mean, I've had hens, man, as close as you know, three or four inches from my face. Wow, holding that thing, just laying on the ground. 
and they just they just get stupid. They just see they their eyes lock on something and they could care less about. They feel safe, right? You know, and it'd be no different than you. I mean, what if somebody was you was you was in panic mode and you seen a silhouette of something standing over there and you're like, you know, bang bang, choo choo train. Yeah, you know, <laughs> what if you saw somebody had a silhouette of a a blonde headed gal over there, you know, picking her hands up, you'd probably make your way over eventually. You know, I'm gonna look you <laughs> yeah. I'm a married man, Nick. I ain't trying to go over. I, yeah, what is going on with her? Is she in trouble? Yeah, I mean she's she's working at she's flipping <laughs> that thing down and flipping it up and going back and forth. Eventually you're gonna walk over and be like, What's going on yeah, over here? I wanna see well But if she was over there talking to you, you might be like, Well, is she nagging? <laughs> or is she? Or does she got the biscuits and gravy ready? You know, and, and I, I, I'm gonna say this: I've always used turkey hunting, <laughs> bigger biscuit and gravy. I knew it was gonna come up at some point tonight. I've always used um, turkey hunting, kind of like talking to a girl, and and I, I've always told people this if they ask me: the the quieter you are with your wife, or sometimes my, you know, quieter I am with Kelsey, the aggravated she gets, you know. Oh yeah, and she'll keep on and on and yeah. on. It's just like when you first start dating a girl, you know, if you if you call her all the time, she's not going to call you back. She's not coming over. No, you're not going to do nothing with her if you aggravate her. Same thing with a turkey. If he's over there gobbling on that next ridge over, and you're over there, blah 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 blah, blah <laughs> hoot owl, crow call, scratching <laughs> the leaves, doing a fly down every five seconds, he's probably not coming over. He's there. like, I'm not going over. Just there. reverse the roles, you know. Yeah, and then, but he answers you. And you just go stone cold quiet on him. You're just sitting over at the house going, man, I wish she'd call. I wish she'd call. I wonder what she's doing. I wonder what she's doing. I wonder what she's doing. And you're like, I'm going to her house. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. That, that ain't that, my that, truck <laughs> in her driveway. Yep. That's what happens, son. They just can't stand it. So oh, I've always it. used that with people that ask me. I like it. I like it. Well, you you make the comparison of reaping turkeys. And, and I've told you that I can compare that to the guys out there that are coyote hunting and, and you look at it as a sport or not it as predator hunting is a sport in the world we live in today it's became a very very popular sport but the guys that are going out to a field and seeing a coyote at five six seven hundred yards and they're shooting it and killing it did you call that coyote or did you just kill it you know what i mean and I, don't get me wrong i like shooting them as far as i can i can't shoot them that far by any stretch of the imagination but if it don't come in and it sits down on its butt at 500 yards and you shoot and kill it what was a sport in it? You know what I mean? I but mean, if, but it, if they're confident in their shot, again. Right. There's no, I'm not saying there's shot. anything wrong with that. I just. I, it's not what you want to do. It's not. It's not it's what I'm going to do. I can't yeah. do it. Yeah. And I'm not going to do it. And it's just, I don't know. It's the same way I look at with the turkeys. It kind of, this is a ignorant turkey hunter, wannabe, whatever you want to call me, talking here about that, that side of it. But I'm educating myself on what the people that I'm. I guess most respectful of their turkey hunting tradition. I mean, I talk to you more than I do anybody else, so I respect your turkey hunting knowledge. And now I just want to get me a slate call, and go out there. I just don't. I don't carry decoys. I, I don't want to. I don't carry the fan number, which the fan was easy because I just folded up, and put it in my vest. But I don't carry decoys. I mean, I don't want to lug that crap around in the woods, no. man. I mean, I want because I am moving. I'm going from hill to hill. And hopefully I don't have to walk that much to get on them, but I don't want to lug all that crap around and set it up. I think decoys sometimes hurt you more than they help you. Certain decoys. Probably set it up. But they, I mean, they make such nice ones now. Hell, they look real. Yeah, they got them photo 
picture printed on foam that you can fold up. And I mean, it's like goodness. I, I mean, they, them um, Apex, them Higdons, huh? Those Avian X. Yeah, A- Avian. That's that's it. the ones yeah. I have, and they are they're realistic. And I I actually took a hen uh, this year with with Alex. I just laid it in that food plot that morning. I and we just went mm-hmm. quiet, and he didn't. He wasn't nowhere around that morning, but. I, you know, going back to decoys and whether or not to use them and all that, I don't take them anymore. Like if I'm, if I'm just going or if I'm going with you or if I'm going with, you know, people that are, but like with kids and stuff, like youth season, I don't even know. We, I don't, we didn't take them. Mm-hmm. We didn't take them that morning. But like if I would have took McKinley by myself, I might have took one if I was going to hunt edge oh, of the yeah. field or something to, to, to get them in there close for the shot, you know, all that. And, um, Probably distract them as have, well. You have, I think you have to do that for the kids, and you have to do that for the, the right. disabled people, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, again, going back to what people's going to say, they may go over and watch one of our YouTube videos coming up, and we may have a decoy out there in front of it, you yeah. know? I mean, that's just going to yeah. that's just gonna happen. Or you, you might know? see them crawl it. Yeah. I mean, I I mean it, whatever. You I never don't, know. I just don't want to use it. That's, and that's the, and that's the beauty of the situation. How, But you go all around that whole spectrum – how many years did I say, well, I would never use a crossbow. I love compound bow hunting. And two years ago, I, I was stuck using a crossbow. It got me out there. It gave mm-hmm. me the opportunity to get mm-hmm. out in the woods. Mm-hmm. And that's nobody took that away from me. you know. And I don't think we should ever take anything away from somebody that how they want to hunt. You can state your opinion on any situation because, believe you me, I have spoke my <laughs> piece and – eight crow on the crow crossbow thing i did i mean and that was just the nature of it i mean i was put in a situation where i had to use it and but the same thing goes for the turkey hunting if you're in a situation that it was gonna gonna make the hunt more memorable and successful for whoever's doing it i say i mean if you called me tomorrow and you said man i went back here at that food plot and i fanned that turkey up and killed it i'd be just as tickled as oh yeah yeah. i mean and if we'd have had a fan (laughs) the last time we saw that turkey He'd be in a freezer. You could have killed him. Yeah. Or he'd be down there at Will Rollins is getting one of the skull mounts done. I and mean, I love them things. Are you like them? And I mean, I'm just asking. Not really. What What is it? Is it a, and I'm, I'm curious because I've heard both just, sides of it. I don't know. They just look little radish to me. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> they I, have a little radish. I like, I like a little radish look to yeah. it. I mean, that's just, I think they're neat. Um, I think it's like he carves those skulls and stuff with the deer heads and everything. I think it's neat, but I, I was just curious. Got your fan over in the freezer if you want to take it over. <laughs> no, I I ain't spending money on something that I ain't killed ever again. I've done that enough. The only other thing I'll say about reaping, whether you do it or don't, if you decide to try it after hearing this or whatever, is I just I wouldn't do it on public land. Yeah, be very, very, very Heck careful. no, I if wouldn't. You're, if you're holding it. Yes. I used to hold them in my lap, and that's you know that's where you got to be very careful. Or I'd lay down and put it on top of my head. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. You never it, know who else is in the, in the woods. Being bad to catch number nine. <laughs> being bad to catch a number six or a number 22 or whatever's out there. No, that, that yeah, you're you a good point, though. Be, yeah. care, be careful if you're using that kind of stuff. Be How sick. you haul it, everything. Because, oh, Oh Larry, oh Larry Newburn may be over in the corner with his shotgun. His t- sawed off twelve gauge is going to take your head off. I will give you a tip though, if you want to do the, if you want to use a fan, take the fan each time you use it. Cause, let me back it up real quick. A lot of people only can hunt on the weekends, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they got to get it done. They only got Saturday and Sunday, just like us. Mm-hmm. Through the week, leave that bird, uh, leave that fan in the freezer at home. Wrap it up in a Walmart bag, something like that. Put it in the freezer. 
you know you're hunting Saturday, lay that thing out Friday night. That thing will open and close just like it would. You just cut it off the turkey and then put it back in the freezer Sunday night. That's what I do, and I just keep using it over and over and over. Really? Yep, and turn it backwards. I always turned it backwards so it made the turkey believe that the turkey was away, looking away. And I don't know if that's if that mattered, but it sure seemed to a lot of Well, as time. good as them jokers can see, I wouldn't doubt it mattering. But, you think it would, too, because they want to get back. They want to get in front of them yeah. you know, and figure out. I've had hens walk up to me and me laying on the ground and them look around like looking for the – I mean, if I had a machete, I'd could have cut their neck off. But I wouldn't have done that in Georgia. But Oh, reach out and grab that thing. That would have been my hardest thing not to reach out and grab them. But, uh, you know, the 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 biggest thing for, for what we're trying to, you know, I guess accomplish this year is you've been putting together a lot of YouTube videos. I've been, been working, working on them. Yeah, yeah, you've been doing a very good job at that. And um, I think that our next YouTube – series or, or video that's going to be dropping out was a success story from yourself yes do you want to go into that hunt and yeah, tell yeah. everybody about that yeah because i'd like to you know tell the story on here because it may not be in all it ain't a whole lot of words on there um ask away <laughs> well um before we get started there there's something that we did a few weeks ago that we haven't finished and i want you to remember that because somebody actually sent that in on the, for the shooting you straight question okay um that the do you remember yeah, yeah, what I it remember, was i remember, right, I remember so, the to be continued so that was that was the shooting you straight question they sent me a message hey can i get this on the shooting you straight and and that's going to be our shooting you straight for today so let's let's go ahead and do that this week's shooting you straight brought to you by land specialist cal hardy with whitetail properties if you're looking to buy or sell land in the northwest georgia area give our boy cal a call 770-296-2163 day or night all right this question is a to be continued from myself we were talking about strangest things ever seen in the woods um that was on episode i think 101 102 yeah and 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 um avery lanning actually sent back to to ask this question he's like i never heard the rest of this so i thought it would be a good night to do that yeah. so so um to be continued and i'll let you go first alex what is the strangest thing that you've ever had on a trail camera <laughs> is that a good way to put it strangest uh, yeah, weird, oddest, weirdest. Weird. Yeah. yeah, I know the answer to this. So, and he sent that question in. So, thanks, thanks to to Avery for sending that question in and and con- reminding us that we'd forgot the continuation of that. But, um, so a few years ago, I had hung a trail camera in a uh, urban area that I was hunting, and um, it's right near a, a pretty well populated area. And I'll never forget it. We were hunting um, public land, Jason Jordan and I. And I was like, hey, man, I need to run by here and check this camera. Um, I know I want to take it with me and hang it down on the public land. He's like, all right, cool. So we go by there and we get it. Sitting there in the truck and I'm going through the pictures. And, and I go like three past that picture. And Jason goes, wait a minute. <laughs> He's like, back up about three there, Jimmy. And I backed up. And, uh, well, I'm going to think of the most proper way to put this. There was a man that decided to go for a run, and there was nothing on his body but a pair of high-top tennis shoes. So there was nothing between him and the Lord and the rest of the world but a pair of tennis shoes ran right by my trail camera. Now, his appendages were well – He was. you could see everything. This joker was butt-ass naked. There ain't no other way to put it. I mean, that's the best way to put it. 
I don't think, and and I honestly don't believe that it was a, a done like to to mess with me. I didn't recognize the gentleman. I could see his face plain as day. I could tell you ever ever a part of his body on that trail camera. I wish it had been a little bit more high definition, and and you probably could have really told who it was. It was a Tasco from Walmart. I didn't want to get if it got stole. I didn't care, but. A butt-naked man running through there and nothing but a pair of tennis shoes was uh, the, the strangest thing I ever got on trail camera. Well, so. I have my hypothesis on that. <clears throat> you think he lost a bet? No. No, he thinks it was running from somebody's house. And I can tell you, if he was running out of anybody's house there, their husband come home and found him in the house, that joker, he was in a bad way if he was running from any of them houses around there. I can go ahead and tell you because it's, <laughs> it's an elderly community. <laughs> so... Don't know how long he'd been running. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fact of a matter. He looked pretty, pretty, pretty fit. Yeah, he was a he was a big old boy. Was he? Yeah, in shape. I mean, yeah. Is that that same picture you got on your background on your computer? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I keep that picture handy. I actually posted that picture on social media and blurred out his face and blurred out the the censored parts and one dot was bigger than the other. And I was he blessed? <laughs> Well, I I don't know. It may have been cold that day, Nick. I can't can't say for sure. Well, that might have been me. <laughs> no, it wasn't you. This Joker had big old shoulders, and I mean, he was in. He was he was a young cat. Oh, okay, it was, okay. It yeah, was, he's probably blessed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, it was it, that was the the strangest thing. And when I and I posted that on Facebook with it blurred out, and people's like, you you made that up, and I I'll swear on anything that somebody might have been messing with me. But you can ask Jason Jordan because we sat there right. I mean, right there, and could see everything. I mean, I don't have a. I don't have a uh, story like that. I, I don't even have a strange trail cam picture. I don't guess. I don't. I don't think I have any odd ones. The strangest thing I've seen in the woods is I was telling you about this was uh, two years ago when I was actually turkey hunting, and that possum walked within ten. Oh foot yeah, of the me, babies on it, and I had all the babies hanging on to it. Mm-hmm. I, the neatest, maybe not the strangest, but that was. I don't think That's I've ever cool. had anything on a trail camera that just sticks out that I can remember. I've had a few bucks show up and I've never seen in a daylight. <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of them. But. Had a lot of them. Well, and I, I <laughs> that's funny. I remember you asking that. But it was, that was a great, uh, that was a great conversation starter. I got this picture of this bird on my trail camera. I got this picture of this young buck running through the, the pasture. Oh, was it an up and comer? Well, you be the judge of that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it. people, when you guys listen to this episode, Type on the uh, Apple Podcast under the comments. What's the strangest thing you've ever had on camera? Yeah, leave yeah. a review and type that on there. Yeah. And, and and if you if you do that and we find something that's weirder than what I just told, we'll send you a prize. Yeah, How about that? that's what we need to do. So go on there and leave a review of the weirdest thing you've got on Apple Podcasts, and uh, you know rate five stars and and tell us what the weirdest thing that you found on a trail camera was, and we'll send we'll pick one if it's weirder. And what I just told you, and, and if you got a picture, send yeah, it to one us. up, one up it. If you yeah. got a picture, um, and we got it, we're gonna start a one upper series. Oh man, that's great. Let's do a one upper, <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll pick that at the end of the month, the one upper series. So <laughs> I love it. But uh, you know, thanks to Cal for that shooting straight question. Thanks to uh, or thanks to Avery for the shooting straight question, and thanks to to Cal for that sponsorship on that. So, all right, back to what we're really getting at here, and uh, the the I guess the talk of the night is. The first of the OG TAI team knocking down a turkey, Nick Wilson, take it away. Um, me and Cody decided to go one morning. Um, it was actually Good Friday. 
Um, decided to go on Good Friday. I love turkey hunting on Good Friday. I think this is the first bird I ever killed on Good Friday. So we meet at the Dollar General, and we were, we were both having to go to work after we get in there. So we get we get over there at the Dollar General. We meet up. I say, hey, let's go back here. I got a place that I used to hunt a long time ago on this public ground. So we get back there, and before we could even get there, my belly's tore up. We both had to make a pit stop. Then we get back there, and we find two vehicles pulled over right where we want to go. There was one on the right-hand side of the road, and about six or 800 yards down the road, there was another one pulled over on the left-hand side. So we went down there. We turned around. We went to another spot. When we got to that spot, somebody else was parked there. Well, I said, let's go try one more spot. By then, it's, you know, it's starting to break daylight by then. We go down to the other road, two vehicles there. I said, let's go back to where we originally went to. We go over there. That guy had got out of his car, went down kind of the right side. I said, let's go on past it. There's another road down here on the left between those um, two vehicles. So we go on down there. We get out, whatever. We get out in the road. Here one gobble. He's a pretty good ways in there. And we just light out to walking. And I had told Cody, I said, if let's, I said, let's take our time. We seen that guy going over there on the right hand side of the road, and that's where he was parked. And there was a turkey gobbling over there, but it was a pretty good ways. I said, if this guy's gonna hunt this bird, he's not gonna have to go far off the road to hunt because it gets real steep. I said, let's go in there behind him, like behind the bird, which would have been, I don't know, probably half a mile off the road to get in behind him. So we, we take off, and we actually thought the bird was further in there than he was. And get back in there, and we get up on this big <laughs> – we walk down there, and we cross the creek. Man, one of the prettiest views. We looked to the right. The creek was flowing into the lake, and there was somebody there fishing, and that fog was rising. It was beautiful. We get up there to the foot of that hill, and I said, you ready for out west? And it was straight up. Oh, man. So we take off walking up through there, and we get up there, and I get like halfway, and I'm like <sighs> – <laughs> go on if you want he's like i need a cigarette <laughs> we get on up there to the top and uh we find a road bed up there and i said man that turkey he might be right here somewhere so we we talked or talked a little bit and and we're way away from we're between find out we're between the turkey or the turkeys between us and the road that we came in on we hit a call i said i've got to get aggressive I said, I ain't got long to be out here. So I hit my trumpet call. Boom, he he gobbled. I was like, shoot you. I was like, he might come down here. And I didn't think, I'll, I didn't realize how far he was, but he was back across that creek. So we sat there for a little bit, hustle back down there, across the creek, circle up around. By then, he's gobbling on the side of this ridge. And we work around the end of this point, up on this hill. And there's oak tree, a big water oak, I think it was. And then there was a pine tree there. And he gobbled, man, he, he probably wasn't. He was less than 100 yards. Really? Yeah. And we, we had made this, like, we'd snuck, snuck all the way around the side of this. Like, if we would have just walked straight to him from where we were at, we'd run him off. But we we made a big kind of loop back towards kind of the truck area and come up on this ridge. And when we did, I said, I want to get to that oak tree. But, man, when he gobbled, we couldn't make it. I said, we're going to sit next to this pine tree. Well, just visualize the saddle. There's a, there's a ridge there, and that's where it ended. We are on the point, and it went down to a saddle and then went back up. He was off the right-hand side of that. I'm looking out to the saddle. And I told Cody, I said, I've got to switch mouth calls because I had a louder mouth call and I wanted to get a quieter one. And I said, heck with that. I was like, he didn't answer that mouth call over there. He answered the trumpet. So I hit that trumpet, man. Pow, he cut me off. 
I said, I ain't saying nothing else. Yeah. And uh, I think it, just just going back, checking the footage, I think it was eight minutes, which feels like 38 minutes right. sitting <laughs> in the woods, you know, and your, your butt starts getting numb. And so the bird comes up. Cody's on my right. The bird comes up on the left in that saddle. And I, all I – you see it on the video when you watch the YouTube. I said, there he is. And between me saying there he is and me shooting was about three seconds, <laughs> long enough for me to click the safety off and get on him. And he was he was a little further than I probably should have shot. He was probably right at 48 yards, 50 yards, something like that. But uh, the whole time, and I didn't know this till we got back and pulled the footage, but when I got on that bird, he just stuck his – I seen him stick his head up. Cody said, shoot him if you got him. I seen him run that red head up there, son. I put that red dot on there, and he hit the ground. <laughs> well, Cody said, you shot that tree back there. I said, I didn't see that tree. That tree was a little over an inch around. Oh, you shot through it? Dude, the tree just – you see it in the video. I'm going to slow it down. Oh, the, heck, the was it behind the turkey? No, it was in front of the turkey. Oh, so goodness. the tree took most of the shot. Yeah. And so I ran out there. So I didn't see it at the time, whatever. Ran out there. I grabbed the bird, and I, I put my he- foot on his head, and I'm like, I've shot a Jake. I'm like, what the crap? Yeah. I was like, Cody's going to make fun of me, and so is everybody <laughs> else. Like, Don't take pictures. No, I didn't say that. But I'm like, where's his beard at? And uh, I finally – I. I grab, I grab his, I brag him up by the head, and once you grab him up by the head, they pretty much go limp. They can't do nothing. And I looked at his spurs, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's the biggest bird I've ever killed." Didn't have scales, but um, probably the heaviest. And you could barely we had to like push his feathers back to see his beard. Um, his spurs was nearly as long as his beard. I guess he had mites on or whatever, like we talked about earlier. But yeah, that was a fun morning. Um, got it home. Got back to work. I was at work by 10 o'clock. Nice. So Well, and it being – how many years has it been since you killed one on public land? Um, Long time. Really? Yeah, I don't I don't remember if it was Pine Log or – Dawson Forest was the last one I killed it on. But um, it's been a long time. But was it, it was – I didn't even know that bird was there. That was, right, that, was right. the, that was the fun part about it. It's like I hadn't hunted over there in probably four or five years. Hadn't scouted it. Hadn't scouted, just went in there blind and and never saw never saw anybody, never heard anybody. We had a basically – I think we had that whole right, that whole southern road to ourselves. Do you think that if you had went in there playing a slate or a mouth call, you would have killed that bird? Um, The only reason I asked the ma- is – The mouth call, he didn't answer it. So that's why I automatically switched. Yeah, that's why I know you've spent a lot of time working that trumpet and figuring out how to use it. Now, well, do you think that bird had ever heard a trumpet before? Well, a lot of time, no, I, I don't. And that's what I told Cody. I said, I bet as much as this bird, as old as this bird is, I bet he's heard every HS putt and box <laughs> call and Quaker boy from Walmart. And, and and I tell you what I think really killed that turkey. And, and I think if I would have just, if nobody would have been parked up there, I would have parked exactly where I wanted to. The bird would have gobbled. I would have walked off the road there. I would have called, and the bird would have walked away from me. Yeah. But I think what got that bird killed more than anything, other than the trumpet, because he liked that, because he didn't like that mouth call, was me going in behind him because he's used to people coming in from a road. He's used to people getting out, calling. He can hang up. They come to him. He can dip out. Yeah. I think by me going way in behind that bird – making a noise and coming to him kind of reassured him that, okay, I don't think somebody's coming from the road. Yeah. And I'm, I'm messing with some birds right now that 
I'm going to try the same move on and hope it works. It almost worked for me the last time I hunted them. We didn't get it done, but I told Cody that I'm going to start. I'm going to have to start thinking about that, and that goes for anybody. Think about how you can get behind that bird from where somebody else may come in from, because they're used to that person. That you know that bird. They don't tell what that bird's heard, even just this year. But just by coming in from a different direction, even if you have to walk way away, way around. <laughs> yeah, way around <laughs> maybe if you have to in walk, a wig old wood <laughs> and you might get down and kill you but if you just you know do try something different don't go in the same path don't go down the same logging road and call from the same spot and set in the same blind trick that bird make that bird think something else is going on <laughs> it's you <know>? tricky <laughs> yeah yeah come in the back door let them know what's up oh i love it and that's a good that's a great way to look at it and you know as as much fun as it is to watch you know other guys that i don't know be successful it's so much fun watching you be successful turkey hunting because you get so fired up about it and you can hear it on the video you're showing me that stuff that's a man and i was like yeah i got pumped up for you i mean and that's that's cool to see so congratulations to you on your first bird of 2022 and hopefully that carries over into the next week uh, as you journey I gotta, journey west well, i gotta throw this in real quick um you know we're still on we're still on Clayton tour 2022 for no birds. And, and I went Friday, you know, and he's got, he's got work in school, but we, uh, sorry. Um, sorry, y'all, my dog's running around, but we're still on tour for him to get his first bird. And, and we, we should have had it. We, you see on the YouTube video where we went down South and we should have had it then. And it just didn't come together, but he, he wasn't able to go on Friday cause of work and stuff. And, and I sent him that picture, and he said, well, I guess I'm bad luck, ain't I? <laughs> and I said, no, it's just bad timing, I think. So um, I know we've said it time and time again on this podcast. It's coming. And I and I hope when it does, I hope it's an explosion. Oh, yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be something very neat to see, and I think it'll be – I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be great for you to be able because y'all put a lot of years into, into chasing them turkeys. Boy, he's seen them and heard them and – I don't know. We we're we got some right now that I'm hoping that we can make it come together. And hopefully by the time this drops, they're already down and somebody's already seeing pictures of them. I tell you what, we uh, me and Cody got to talking about today um, was <laughs> and it's so funny that that we do this preparation on meals for Illinois in November. <laughs> oh, really? We had a conversation. We went to lunch today, and we had a call, a 30-minute conversation about what we're going to eat. And he actually called the lady we're staying with up there in, at their house and said, y'all got any pots and pans and oh, he crock pot? Oh, yeah. He, he told me. He verified that, right? I was like, you're going to have to find out about that. And, but, old Cody, you got I got to give him a punch here because if you don't stay on him about something, he'll forget. So I'm glad he went ahead and checked. But well, I don't know. It was. It's just funny how – Certain people plan way overboard, and certain people don't plan at all. And you make that trip, you know, whatever you want it to be. I can't do that. I've got a plan, and it gives us something to talk about and be looking forward to. I mean, it don't matter where you're going or what you're doing, but I'm sure you've been planning this Idaho trip over over in your mind. Yeah, I've, I talked to a guy actually yesterday on the phone, and um, he works for NWTF out there. He's got several chapters he's over, and – He's actually staying in the house that we're staying in, and we'll, and we'll cover that when we get back. But he's staying in the house. And he gave me some places to go try. And he said the birds out there last year were very tough. Like they heard a lot of birds, so I'm I'm hoping that um, 
hoping that we get on them and hope this next you know next episode that we get to drop coming back from there hope we got some good stories and um hopefully we got some better video because uh i'm yeah. excited about some of the things that we may hopefully be able to do oh my god me too and it, it will be, <laughs> be tiktok viral <laughs> <laughs> do you think that um now, for anyone who doesn't know or is interested, you, you've heard Nick mention the trumpet call several times on here. You can look those up online. Mark Prudham makes that, that trumpet call that you use, right? No, Kevin Dorsey. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. but Mark Prudham does also carry um, one. I mean, there's several people oh, yeah, out there yeah, that make yeah. them. Um, Kevin Dorsey, Mark Prudham, Clay Townsend. I mean, they all make beautiful uh, – what's the other guys uh, down in South Georgia um, that makes them? Chandler's buddy. Oh, um, Heiner. Yeah, AJ. Yep, he yeah. makes some beautiful ones. So, if you're, if you're interested in it – but don't think you're just going to jerk that thing up and it play just like anything else because it takes some finagling and work to get oh, yeah, to, to and I'm not, down. Oh, yeah, and I'm not good on it by no means, you know. And well, apparently you're pretty doggone good. <laughs> you, you killed a turkey with it. Yeah, I mean, I guess they just like that different sweet sound about it, you know. Um, it's, it's got a pretty yelp to it, and, man, it'll carry. I bought a tube call also this year, and I've blowed, them, blowed both of them with my dad hunting. He's like, I really think that trumpet carries more than that tube call. That trumpet says sounds amazing, and you know we'll get in a in a what five short weeks get to hear Kerry run on one of them. Can't wait. It won't even be that long. It'll be about three weeks from now. Yeah, two weeks, three weekends. Yeah, 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 yeah three weekends. three weeks. And gosh, I can't wait for that. And anyone who doesn't know, and I know y'all hear us talk about it a lot, the the KT team and and what they done, and it gets around turkey season. That's you know they're they're a big group of turkey hunters and. I tell you, man, I, I don't know if I've been excited. I, I get excited about a lot of things, trips and everything we do, but there's just something about that and going down there and spending that time with Jason and Carrie and, and Tommy and Easy and, and, and all those guys. Uh, George, I hope he's there and, and getting to spend that time with them. And, gosh, if you if you haven't watched their videos and, and seen what they got going on, make sure you check it out because it's <laughs> – I know we've talked about it on the last episode and we'll talk about it Probably, if we're podcasting 10 years from now, I hope we're blessed enough to be still talking about the KT team and what they do. So That's right. Um, I want everybody to go watch our YouTube stuff also. You know, we don't really push it as, as, as much as uh, we probably need to at times because we're, we're trying to get better at the videoing. But I want you guys to go over there and check out Full Draw too, man. They're putting some great video together. I watched their turkey hunting one today from Virginia. Um, Shout out to them guys are always taking care of us too over there. They are. They are, yep. And, and you know, they continue to push out some very, very solid content. They're on Carbon TV, yep. um, and it's it's not just on YouTube for them. It's it's a platform that they use, and I don't know. Those those boys are, are family to us here, here mm-hmm. to talk about it. I mean, it's just something we really enjoy spending time with. And congratulations to everyone who's had success this year uh, turkey hunting so far. We've had – you know, our, our good buddy Hunter Young, he's been thumping on them and, and making a mess out of turkeys everywhere he goes, it seems like. And it's just it's, it's watching these younger guys take hold of the passions that they have and do something with it. I mean, it's been – if you're listening to this show and you do something and you send us a picture, I don't care if you're fishing, hunting, hanging out by a campfire, whatever, and you're wearing a hat that you got from us, I can promise you everyone here sees that and you will never know how much it means to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that to me, because a part of that memory, you took a picture doing something, a part of that memory, we're, we're a part of that, and you thought enough of us to wear that hat, and I just I want to say thanks to everybody that does that because it, it means the world to us more than you could imagine. 
So what else you got? Nothing, man. I've got to uh, pack my bags. I don't know when this episode's dropping, but I got to pack my bags and get on a jet airplane. You'll be gone. You'll be gone. I'll be gone. Because you're leaving this weekend, right? I'm leaving this weekend. Yeah. Right. You'll be you'll be in Idaho while these people are listening to this this episode. Well, no, it'll be the week after, but I mean close enough anyway. But I might get divorced, dude. I doubt it. I'm serious, man. She asked me the other night, she said, real quick before we go. She said, What are we doing Saturday? This first weekend. She's had off. She's like, What are we doing Saturday? I said, We're going turkey hunting, then we gotta go to that wedding. She's like, Oh, I thought you were gonna hang out with me before we went to before you went to Idaho. I'm like, Yeah, I will at the wedding. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> well, today's my ten year It's turkey season. I, I'm doing I'm doing a podcast and today's my ten year anniversary. So ten years is uh a long time put up with me but also it's probably like she's probably glad you're doing a podcast and not there well i don't know that it's that i mean because i spend a lot i do coyote hunt a lot i turkey hunt you know a little bit and I, but i will say this we had a conversation the other night we went out we went out to dinner and we went to home depot and bought rocks <laughs> for our anniversary you know that was we don't buy things for each other we just we never have that's just something that if we want something, we'll say, hey, I want this. And she wanted rocks for the anniversary. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's put out some landscape rocks. But we were talking about this, and she said, uh, you know, I think I like you coyote hunting more than I like you fishing. Because when I fished, I mean, you know, I would be gone five days a week. As soon as I got off work, boom, I was on the lake till they were in the bed. With the coyote hunting, I don't leave till dark. Mm-hmm. So it, it enables me to be able to go and hunt and, you know, after they've already went to bed and I've got, and I, I love spending time with the kids. This time of year is beautiful. Sadie and Sager got in the pool today. Really? Jumped it's got to be cold. 61 degrees, but I am building a, uh, a homemade water heater. I've got it built. I just got to seal up the, the connections, but I'm going to post that on our YouTube. I need to post that, uh, for, for building a pool some, heater. I bet that's some rat shit. <laughs> <laughs> well you bought me half the stuff that I've, I've put there so or brought it to me so you'll love it but if you haven't already go over to our youtube channel check it out make sure you subscribe to it if you don't know how reach out to us we'd be more than happy to, to let you know how you can receive alerts when new videos are put up nick's done an amazing job putting that stuff out for turkey season we hope to carry it into the rest of the year we've had some amazing discussions about stuff that's coming up very soon here at talk about it outdoors for everybody that continues to follow along and support us, we can't thank you enough. And uh, like I said, if you got out and, and were successful in the woods or just having a successful evening sitting around home, send us those pictures. We want to see it, and we want to be a part of that, and we want to share it on all our social media stuff. Share with your friends and tell them what you got going on. And remember, the one-upper challenge that Nick just put <laughs> out there, go over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review if you've got a better story than what I told tonight on the trail camera. And, uh, hey, as we always say, Nick's going west. I'm going home. We're going to have all kinds of fun. Y'all come back and be with us when you can. And remember, smile as you go, but don't forget, mount the memories. Building the foundation of your life starts at the base, and the stronger it is, the better. Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete and Paving and the foundation of support they provide. Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of eating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. 
If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first. A few years back, when an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their work out on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Are you in need of a decluttering barn or garage slap full of stuff you just don't need? Or is your construction site needing a dumpster? Give our buddy Tony at Georgia Junk and Dumpster Rental a call. With services ranging from junk removal to roll-offs, Georgia Junk is here to help with any and all removal needs. If it's time to get that parking spot back or the boat needs a place inside, Tony and his team can surely assist. Servicing Cherokee, Cobb, Bartow, and surrounding counties, give them a call at 404-406-3501 or check them out on Facebook at Georgia Junk. Clean up the yard in short order with Georgia Junk. 